world of dog sports has lots of options to keep your dog's four paws busy. Let's dive deeper in four paws sports. Thank you very much for joining us for another uh, Four Paws Ports podcast here. Uh, my name is Jeff. Uh, I'm along here with uh, Mary Drexler here. And how's it going, Mary? I'm y'all standing, Jeff. How are you today? <laughs> uh, I'm cold, miserable, wet, and I apparently I'm really dedicated to training because I was out in the rain and slop. And uh, apparently one of my tunnels today has officially bit the dust and uh, it has seen better days. And I have a nice big rip and a big slice in the side of my tunnel. Ooh. So I am in the middle of a, probably have a burn or yeah, was it a burn pit for it or uh, some kind of a, a pyrrole. Uh, burial for it at this point in time so uh so that brings me down to two tunnels now um so yeah kyber uh, kyber destroyed it finally hit it one too many times throughout the cold weather yeah that'll that'll happen that'll happen it's here today but um, i'm gonna be so you know I- <laughs> right, yeah <laughs> we're get we're- activities we're getting we're getting out of that winter weather. We're very close to spring. We'll uh we'll be out of there and back to regular training. Then we'll be complaining about how high it is in about three months. Yep. Exactly. And too many bugs. Yay. Uh yes. I already got a wasp infestation in my house. They're uh, they're attacking my house now. That's been fun uh last couple of days. <laughs> yeah, good times. But I don't know about you. I'm excited about tonight. Uh we've got mm-hmm. We've got uh, four uh, four guests on the uh, podcast with us tonight. I'm really excited here. Uh, we've got members from the Junior Open Agility World Championship team going over to England this year. Um, I'm super excited to have everybody here. So we've got Susan Cochran, uh, one of our coaches here. Uh, we have Charlotte. Reagan and Maggie, uh, who are members of the team. Uh, some are here for their first time, and some are here returning for uh, another trip overseas there. Thank you, ladies, so much for coming on and uh, joining us tonight. Thanks for having us. I am so excited about this. So some of you, I'm sure, know that I've known Coach Susan Cochran for oh, a while now because my daughter was first on the team back in 2016, back in Slovakia. And so I am so excited about this interview. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. So Susan, I'm going to start with you. So I guess, how long have you been doing agility? Just not just junior agility, but how long have you been involved in the sport? Well, first, I just wanted to thank you guys for doing this and making um, our team more people aware of it and trying to help us raise funds um, to get these juniors over to this amazing event. Um, We really appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. Myself, I started Agility in 1996 and with a three and a half year old um, Australian Shepherd um, who was a show dog, but since he had perky ears, he didn't quite make it in the show ring. After six months, whole six months of training, no practicing, but going to a weekly class when I could, I went to my first event. It was kind of like, oh my gosh, I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) And uh, he was quite amazing. He was so much fun to deal with. He was very, very fast, and I didn't know what to do with it. And I basically talked my way into the first group lessons I had. And those were with Kathy Leggett, who's very well known and who is actually going to the um, UK with us this summer. She is going to be one of her students, which I'm really excited about. It's just 
you know, beginning with her and then her being able to come over and see what's going on. It's going to be really special. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my background. And I've just got into the international scene and oh, I just love competing and I love dogs and being able to work with the juniors is just the highlight of my whole agility career. Well, that's, that's fun. Awesome. I've never seen you with an Aston before. I've always pictured you with poodles and border collies. And so that's... Yeah, yeah. I worked a couple of them, but a switch to border collies and then the little poodles too. Yes. Yes. Oh, the dark oh. side. Yeah. Yeah. So if we established like poodles and border collies are your current breeds, do you have a bucket list breed? Do you have a breed that you'd like to have that you haven't? Or are you sticking with your with your current favorites? I'll probably stick with these guys. Yeah, I really I really enjoy both breeds. They bring different things to the table in addition to their mm-hmm. size, just their personality. I, I can't see me going outside of them right now unless I go to another mixed breed. Just yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. And that's a possibility. So what got you into coaching the juniors? Like, how did you get started? And what year did, what year did you get started? Because I feel like you started coaching a little bit before yes, we yes. first knew about it. Yes, I started in 2015. And in, 2000, okay. in 2012, I saw a post on Facebook about the event. thought, oh, my gosh, I, I want to do that. And it was just, I didn't know anything about it. Um, and then I found out that um, Chris Ott was taking a team over. And she coached the team for the first three years. And I think they had five kids or five dogs that year. I'm not really sure. And then the next couple of years, there was only one little girl that went. So it wasn't really going anywhere. So when Chris, mm-hmm. I saw that Chris was, could not take it on, I had, I think it was about an eight-page proposal that I hit the send button to Carrie DeYoung. And I mean, I covered everything that I could think of. I talked to her and I said, do you need any other information? And she just laughed and says, I think we have enough. <laughs> um, <and laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, I, I don't think she quite knew what to do with my little letter that I wrote to her. But it took several <laughs> months and then they said, yes, you can do this. Started trying to get the word out. That first year, um, there were seven juniors that went. The next year, there were 10. And then it's just kept growing. Um, since then, it just we just try and get the word out and tell people about it and encourage the juniors. I think this is our biggest year. We have 24 juniors and 33 dogs. It's insane. Oh, it is. I, I mean, that is I couldn't believe it. And we're going to England, which is not easy to get your dog to. So, no. these, so I've seen. <laughs> these parents and juniors, I'm just amazed at both parents and juniors for doing for doing this. The parents were doing this for their children, and the juniors making the effort and doing their practice and raising funds and just making it happen. It, it really is amazing. It's 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 a pretty cool program, and I hope it just continues to grow and we get more juniors involved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so oh, absolutely. Is, there a, is there a cap um, to how many juniors you're going to take, or has it ever been? I mean, obviously, it's taken a while to grow to this point. Has it ever been consideration for how many juniors you're going to limit it to? Um, not. We're not at that point yet. We're allowed to have so many for the event that are straight. Okay. You're on the team, and then we're allowed to have alternates, and okay. they're waitlisted. Okay. And so. 
I've been lucky in that um, AKC has said, go with the alternates there. You don't have a limit. And so, um, which is really, really nice because for the most part, they've all gotten to go. And so when, when an alternate comes onto the team, they're treated just like any team member. There's no differential. Um, they go to team practice. They are welcome to go to the event. Um, we generally know about a week after closing, after the event applications close, and that's May 31st. And that's when we can let the families know for sure that they will be going on the trip and participating. So we just treat them like they're going um, and include them in everything. So, so right now, um, no limitations on that. As many as I can find that I think will go and be able to have a good time and walk away feeling good about themselves. That's the main thing. No, that's great. This is a big confidence boost for juniors because I, I find that in the agility today, there are just so few juniors at this point in time. And I know it's growing, but this is such a big confidence boost because, you know, like you said, this team's only been around for, you know, barely 10 years at this point. And to be honest, I mean, I was a junior, well, I don't know, let's see, almost 20 years ago. So that wasn't even a thing. <laughs> that wasn't even a thing when uh, I was doing agility back then. And honestly, until I got my first border collie and I was considering going for world teams, before I even knew that there was even a junior team that even went. In fact, actually, it was Natalie's uh, posting on Facebook um, way, I don't know what, five years ago before I even knew that team even existed. So I, I don't think the publicity is there yet, and I'm hoping that this will help wear, uh, raise awareness for it. Yes, hopefully so. Yeah, it's it's getting better and better as far as people knowing about it, but not not everybody knows about it in America, and I really think they should. Because it's, it changes lives. I've seen kids totally change from the day they walk into, say, the breakfast room or the first time they see the team. And as they leave, they're different young people for the, for the better. It really is amazing. I remember Nat in 2016. She was just the cutest little thing. And um, <laughs> I had appointed her my assistant coach. She was so helpful. And then she goes on to podium. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, and that was, and I have to give a shout out to Terry Herman because we didn't know about the team. Natalie had gotten her little Sheltie and was training with the idea that she was going to try out for the adult team, not having a clue there was a junior team at all. And we went to an international seminar and Terry said, well, you should be trying out for the junior team. And I said, what junior team? And she said, well, message and so I messaged you and you were great and got back to me. And it really does because a lot of these juniors and of course when we actually talk to the juniors here in a minute they can I imagine confirm this is you feel like as a junior competing a lot of times you're the only one in your little corner of the agility community that is doing it and I know for Natalie to go to that to go there and to meet all these kids that have the same passion that she does it was wonderful for her you know to know that there are other kids that are serious and take each other seriously because i do think sometimes when you see a kid running a dog people go oh isn't that cute pat 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 on the head right. and these kids are serious <laughs> and they can train and they can work. and a bunch of kids that are like no we can do this and to know you're not alone that's huge yeah that really is it's very huge the first time when they walk into the competition area and they see just a sea of juniors, the looks on their faces, it's priceless. It is so amazing. They just light up. 
and the way they can make friends so quickly, even with language barriers. I mean, it's just the, the entire thing is just epic. It really is. Um, so, so what's your favorite part about coaching this team? Like, or maybe your top three, because I imagine it's probably hard to go to just one, but give me a couple of your very favorite things about being in it, charge of this team. It's really hard to say. Um, I just enjoy it so much. Uh, one of the things I really like is when I make phone calls, because I personally call each um, junior to ask them if they would like to be on the team. That's just a hoop. You get crying, you get screaming, you get giggling, you get silence. <laughs> and what, you know what was really neat, because um, the, the, the children that first are first on for their first year, they're so excited and everything. And then you get, you know, some of them have been on for four years now. And I think, oh, I hope they still get excited. And I made one phone call to one of the juniors who's aging out this year, who's already in college. She was so excited. And it was, it just, it made me so happy that she still felt this way about going to this junior event. Um, so I think that's one portion or one part of it that I really enjoy. Um, watching the kids as they come out of the ring, like their first run that they've done. Um, they're always smiling. They always are good sports about it. And when, when they have a clean run, the joy is just, it, it, it just lights up the whole field. It's, it's amazing. And I absolutely love that. And several times they just fly into your arms because I'm always at, we try and be at the beginning, at the end of every run and they will just leap into your arms with joy. And it's just so sweet. And, and I can identify that clean run in such a stressful, big environment. So that's pretty cool. Um, let's see what else. Seeing how they support each other is pretty cool. I really enjoy that. I also enjoy seeing the families together, seeing how the juniors interact with their parents. It's really, it's, it's pretty special because to do this for your child, it's huge. I can't imagine when I was growing up, hey mom, I wanna take our dog to Europe and do this sport I saw. Uh, I just can't, I could see my parents just saying, what? <laughs> uh, so just seeing the families together, all enjoying each other and bonding um, is very, very special also. So it's, it's, when I first took on the role, Carrie DeYoung, the director of AKC, who's been wonderful, kept reinforcing and telling me it's not just about the competition. It's more than just the competition. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, it's like, okay, she knows I'm very competitive, but okay, I get it. And it is so much more than just the competition. That it's, it's, it's huge in these juniors and the parents' lives to watch their juniors. But what's another thing that's really, really cool is I also realize these juniors are serious. They want to be coached. Mm -hmm. They, they will get that it's more than just the competition, it's the experience, but they want to do good. They, they want that, you know, help and um, the seriousness that goes with it. Um, and I really, I get that because um, I started competing in sports at a very young age. And so I really respect that and I try and nurture that. Um, so, but just, I mean, finding hotels for 40 some rooms is not that much <laughs> But once we get there, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and the language barrier sometimes gets in the way too. Like, yeah. you know, that's trying to, it's, it's a whole, 
for those of you listening, like I say, when you, as a as speaking from the parent aspect, like the logistics and thank God, goodness, as the team has grown and the team management has been amazing about, it used to be sort of, Hey, this is the hotel we're going to stay at. Go for it. And now yeah. it's more like, okay, we have a block of rooms. We have, a, but it is, I will say as a parent to get your kid over to Europe and the paperwork is right. And you end up in the right place with the rental car in the right place. That probably takes more years, took more years off of my heart every year <laughs> because I was always terrified that I was going to do something as a, that was going to screw it up and she wasn't going to be able to run. Like that was my nightmare. <laughs> you know, so for, for the parents, probably having everything right and actually getting over there is probably equivalent to the kid having their first clean run over there. I have to imagine that pressure release. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I don't know. Like I've seen the clean run and I've seen the arrival and because uh, I can let I mean, personally, I can let it go. I mean, don't stand near me when my child is running over in Europe because I might squeeze <laughs> your arm off. But once she's there, I'm like, okay, she can do this. She's trained the dog. She can. But oh, the the kinks in my colon over trying to to get the kid in the right place with the right paperwork is, you know. So massive shout out to all the parents on the team because you yes. guys are, and you got to make it happen because the kids. I mean, the kids can't. They can't get a rental car they can't get the plane tickets they you know the parents have to do it and it's yeah they, it's they the think the parents really are the heroes they really are because it it's, takes such an effort and it's nerve-wracking it's scary it, the whole thing is so difficult but yet in the end it's so wonderful it's such a great great time. oh absolutely and absolutely worth it and i will say too as a parent like i still some of my very best friends are people that i met because our kids were on the team Yes. And, you know, so it's not just a lasting thing for the kids. It's families. I yeah. mean, you know, it's whole families that we are now part of a bigger family. So that's really cool. Yep, exactly. Um, talk to us a little bit, because I think a lot of people, if you haven't been to an international event, and I think the junior event is in some ways, I don't know, it's, it's a unique event. Talk us through what a day is like at a competition at the junior world championships. Like, what it's like to go there and go through the day. Well, let's see. Um, how about I walk you through like the week? What what the experience would be great. Um, Absolutely. Yep. So we all stay at the same hotel. So usually Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, team members start filtering in. And, and we will have already met most of the team members because we have a team practice in Missouri um, over Labor Day Memorial Weekend. Um, so people will be getting together and reconnecting and reuniting. Um, and then Wednesday, um, through the generosity of Megan Foster and Synergy Dog Sports, she, she supports the team in donating funds for us to train with a local, um, trainer wherever we are, um, which is huge. So we find a trainer in the facility and then Wednesday morning, for all day Wednesday, we go and train with this person and we have a huge lunch and everybody hangs out together. So that's another major time when everybody gets to know each other. Um, the juniors get to run a little bit and the dogs get to blow off some steam um, and they get some really it's we've had great instructors this year. It's Lee Gibson. Um, oh, and, great. Yeah. And um, 
he, I think he's going to be wonderful. Um, and so the kids get more um, information from somebody else yet who is very accomplished. And then Thursday we have, um, we normally go and set up. Um, we're lucky in that nowadays they provide canopies um, for us. Um, we did have to scrounge um, one or two years um, and it worked out. <laughs> Um, but we go and set up our um, crates and the tents and everything, and we go to vet check. And it's just like in the um, adults veterinary check where uh, we all go in as a team and they check the paperwork and the veterinarian um, checks over the dog to make sure they're sound um, and make sure they have the right um, identity on the dog, meaning the microchip number, um, because all the dogs are checked for their microchip numbers um, after each run. And then we get to do our on-site training. And that's more of a, um, a familiarization with the equipment because it's very, very quick. Um, we, we have the equipment. You can't move it. We get the parents to help us set bars, which is really fun. And we just go one, two, three, four. And all the kids get, you know, get on the equipment, um, meaning mainly go through the weaves, do the contact equipment, do the viaduct. And like the tire sometimes looks differently. Um, and so that goes really quickly. But again, it's just really fun. Um, and, you know, the kids are very serious and want to get on that equipment and try everything out. And then after that, it's free time. So a lot of times the juniors will get together and have dinner. Um, oh, at our seminar, we do a huge lunch. And that's like a main mm -hmm. thing. So we don't do a team dinner per se but we have a huge meal uh, during the seminar, which is always fun. And then Friday, the excitement starts. Um, all the, we have our flags. They always have our, a flag for us. Every, all the nations have flags and we line up and it's just like the Olympics. They announce the team coming in, people are in the stands and we walk into the, um, where the competition field is and it's really electric. Um, and so that's, that's very, very exciting and truly is just like the Olympics. It's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, the flag holder walks in front of the group and, um, they say the United States of America. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and then the competition starts, they build the courses and, um, we have, um, an outline of what runs are going when, and we have, you know, different age groups and different heights. So, it's, it's a little hectic, but figuring out, you know, where everybody has to be when they need to be. Um, and then on Sunday, they'll do awards, which is always very exciting. And they'll do closing ceremonies again, um, where um, all the teams gather together and leave the arena. Sometimes they kind of filter out and sometimes they leave the arena. It just, it just depends on the year. Usually by that time, all the... Um, Countries are intermingled with um, the juniors and parents, you know, mingling about. Um, but there, there is a finale and speeches at the end, which is, you know, very exciting. And they um, announce where the competition is going to be the following year. Um, and that's yes. pretty much it. It's, it's, it's very much like the European Open um, mm -hmm. and actually the AWC, but more like the European Open because that is usually outside. Um, and it's just, it's pretty chock and bigger. full. Yeah. Huh? And bigger, yes. And bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit bigger, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so that's pretty much the week. It's pretty, 
you know, there's not a lot of sleep going on um, because there's working at night, getting ready for everything. Um, but it's very electric and um, there's lots of dancing on and off. Um, last year we were lined up um, with the UK and the juniors were having dance offs while we were waiting to go into the arena. It was really cool. Yes, yeah, so it was in um, boys and girls. It was pretty cool. Um, so that's yeah, pretty much more about that environment. Like, talk to us a little more about because I don't think people that have only been to trials in the U.S. I don't think appreciate the sense of carnival almost that's happening at yeah. this like dancing in the between the course builds and things like like tell talk to us a little bit about that because it's a very different feeling than even a big national competition in the u.s it, it really is um it's more of a party atmosphere um like actually on saturday evening there's a party for the juniors and usually mm -hmm. nowadays the parents um are not encouraged to go um so they'll have a party outside of where the, the party's being you know, taking place. Um, so there's that party where all the juniors get together, but it overflows into just the entire event. Um, dances will break out. They play music. There's lots of cheering for everybody for different countries. The parents get into it. The Like last year, there were stands, so the parents were up in the stands a lot, but I encourage them to come down to the, the floor and watch watch your junior if you want to. Um, but it's, it's a lot more lighthearted and of course, family oriented because for this event, it's all families. Um, and the juniors are very competitive, very serious about what they do, but they're also, they're amazingly good sportsmen and, yes. um, it's, they cheer on each other. They hang out with each other. Um, it's just a much lighter attitude than you'll find at your mm -hmm. normal local trial. Yes. Uh, there's there's music going on. Um, the kids are playing. They're they're painting their faces. They're painting their dogs. Um, it's just a lot lighter and um, a happier, shall I say, yeah. environment at times. Yeah. Well, in the cheering, you learn all the different teams' cheers, yes. you know, yes. and they, you know, and then you always know like where in Italy is running or when someone from the Czech Republic is yeah. running or when the U running we've gotten good at the cheering so yes yeah <laughs> that's very very true um they also one of the really fun things that um the juniors get into is they do uniform swapping and so yes. a lot of times at the very beginning of, of the event you should go and get, talk to somebody it's oh i like your jersey do you want to switch well they don't necessarily speak that great of english all they do is they they grab their shirt they kind of jiggle it and they point to the other shirt and they've made a trade. And that mm -hmm. kind of, that starts off the weekend and then they find each other at the end of the weekend. Um, so that's pretty cool when they all take off trying to, you know, find their, their trades. Um, so that's another fun thing that goes on. Um, they, it's, and they, I will say the is not limited to the juniors that the parents get in on that too. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. It, like I say, it's a family affair. Yeah. Yes. yes. So tell me in this kind of vein, so talk a little bit, what are a few of your very best memories that stand out, either proud, happy, funny, um, exciting, you know, good or bad kind of exciting? Like what are a few of your top memories? I think, okay. Um, there's so many. I, the first one's just, it, it was the first time 
it's the first year I was coaching and um, one of the team members had just turned 10 years old. Very vivacious young man. And um, I'm, I walk, I'm standing in um, the hotel and all of a sudden this, this little boy comes running in and his parents are like walking behind him and he just starts jumping up and down right in front of me saying, Coach Susan, I'm here, Coach Susan, Coach Susan. I mean, it was just, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with this. Um, it was so cute. Um, <laughs> he was on the team for several years and has just become the most amazing young man. But he was just so cute and I was just so taken back and his parents are charming. Um, of course, when the team, you know, we've had podiums, we've made a few podiums and that's pretty exciting. Um, to say the least, it's very exciting. Um, the whole making a victory lap and being able to hold up the American flag behind our juniors is, is very thrilling. Absolutely. It's very touching. Memories of friendships that I've made with both parents and juniors um, that I stay in contact with and see outside of agility. Those memories are just, you know, wonderful, of course. And I think that just one of the best things is seeing the juniors grow, seeing how the event makes an impression on them, um, how taking care of their dog from year to year, um, how they grow with that, just seeing them become, you know, wonderful young adults from young children, basically. Um, just there, there's so many memories though. It's, it's. Yeah. I can't, I can't put them in one hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. So talk to me a little bit too about your, your uh, management staff with the team, because you have a great team. Um, You've had some wonderful assistants in the past and you have a great team with you this year. Talk about who is on your coaching staff, your management staff, and how awesome they are. Okay. Um, right now, we, my assistant coach is Deb Schulman. And Deb is an international competitor herself. Um, she's been doing agility very successfully with uh, different dogs. She, she coached college sports, and which is one reason that when the former assistant coach um, went to veterinary school and had to start working. Uh, Caitlin Dries, who is also fabulous. Um, she, yeah, she was. Um, yeah, she was awesome. I, I looked around and, and Deb kind of popped into my mind. It's like, wow, she could really, she could teach us something. I could learn from her. And she's very successful. And she seems really nice. I was on a couple international teams with her, different heights and dogs. So I didn't know her. Very. Mm -hmm. That's true. I knew her, um, and I just I liked her demeanor, and I'm like, I don't see any anything wrong here, and so I emailed Carrie, and I said, I think I have somebody, and she goes, who? And I said, Deb Shulman. She goes, Ah, yes, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. because a lot of people are very willing to help. Right. But, uh, she's been wonderful. She's a good. She teaches agility, so she coaches mm -hmm. already. Um, she's been to these big events, so she knows the stress, she knows the pressure and the excitement. And she's very level, you know, low key, gets the job done, very pleasant and great with the, um, both the parents and the juniors. Everybody just really enjoys her. And coaching wise, it's like, I, I don't even think twice. It's like, can you go help those guys? You know, let's right. split the group. You, you, you work with these, I'll work with these. It's like, I know they're going to get great coaching. 
Um, so Deb's, mm -hmm. Deb's been wonderful. Um, and she's fun to travel with. And so that's the assistant coach. And then Debbie Dubay is our most magnificent fundraiser. She carries two hats, uh, the chief fundraiser and team, ma and team manager. Her main job has been just raising money to get these kids over there, to get these families over there. She brings to the table just a joy for life. She's delightful. She's always happy, always bubbly and gets the job done. She's very efficient also. And it's just really fun to be around. So I, th I think the three of us, the, the core management team, we kind of, um, we go well together. We're all a little different. We bounce ideas off of each other. When I brought people in, I didn't want yes people. Like always telling me, oh yeah, that's right. I want their opinions. And right. so they'll give me their opinions. And, and that's, that's where you get good decisions. Because nobody should make, I don't want to make all the decisions myself. That's not really fair. Other people have right. opinions. And so um, I think Debbie and Deb, which has taken getting used to the dual <laughs> in there, um, <laughs> we just, we bring to the table a nice rounded team management. And then last year, and again this year, Arlene Spooner with AKC is oh, going to go to the event. And she was great. She's just a lot of fun. Oh, and um, very helpful. If we needed something, she would help. In the past, Carrie's gone, and Carrie's <laughs> wonderful also. Um, there's a video out that Arlene took videos and photos during the event, and she came back, mm -hmm. and AKC made a video of it. Um, and I'm going to post that oh, great. to the general public, um, because it was only on AKC's, I think, TikTok or one of those, but not for a really long time. So I will post that again oh, for people to see. It's very, very cool. They did a great job. And then Carrie is my boss when I'm not sure something. Um, I don't have children. Um, none of team management has children. Carrie does, but um, I mean, uh, Arlene does. So sometimes I'm like, I think I need to ask Carrie just to make sure I'm on the right track. Because that's mm -hmm. the last thing I want to do is do something silly because I don't know. I haven't had a child. Um, I've right. coached before many times, many teams. And so Carrie's been great to help me with when I'm not sure things or if I needed anything. So AKC, it took, it took a couple years, um, but I mm -hmm. think we have AKC's backing. I think they realize yeah. the team is viable now. Yes. But team management, and I hope it stays for a while because I think it's, it's working pretty good. Oh, I would agree. I mean, Debbie's been, I don't, I've never met anyone in my life with the continuous, happy, positive energy. I think you could wake that woman up at 3 a.m. and she would bounce <laughs> up bubbly and, and have fundraising ideas. I mean, I she's, know. I know. She's she is Yeah. She's and just, I mean, I, we actually live not that far from Deb. So sometimes we travel together and we see her for, and she okay. is just always, you know, like you say, a great competitor, but a, you know, great sportsman and just no matter what's going on around her just calm and focused and been pleasant which is hard that's a hard combination to have uh -huh. you know you're, sometimes you're calm and focused but you're like stay away from me and she yeah. <laughs> is very approachable and very you know and then yeah. you're in the zone and she manages to still be approachable and friendly even when she's in that zone and she's a great competitor so that's right. i'm ex right. i'm so excited for you guys i think that's a great 
a great group that you have. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I do too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with it. So talk to me, um, if for kids and families listening, um, what advice do you have if they want to get involved in agility or maybe you want to bump up their game as far as maybe they're doing 4-H or some lower level AKC or whatever, and they want to aspire to maybe getting to this team? What, what advice do you have? So for those that are already doing agility and they do want to do international or higher competition, I would say if, if you're not working with somebody who is knowledgeable in that type of competition, because it is a bit different than AKC mm -hmm. trials or CPE trials, I would seek out somebody to help you and coach you, whether that's long distance, which some of the juniors do long distance training, um, or mm -hmm. if it's local. Mm -hmm. We're now getting all these ISC popping up, which is mm -hmm. amazing. I would say, you know, go to those, start at the lower levels. Don't throw yourself in at the top, start at the lower levels, work your way up, see how it is to run those courses, seminars, go to seminars. Um, in other words, go to and do as many things as you possibly can. You're going to learn something from everybody. If you're training with somebody and you don't think you're, you know, getting there, um, you know, tell them, I want you to push me harder. I want to learn more. Um, don't be afraid to speak up for yourself and what, what you're trying to get out of a lesson or a seminar. Um, also do different venues. Um, the team is an American Kennel Club team, but yet we have UKI and USDAA. Both of those offer a variety of different courses than what we get at AKC trials. And if, if, if you see other juniors, go up and talk to them. See what they're doing. Um, try and get involved. Get a, get a training buddy if you can. That's helped a lot of juniors when they've been able to find somebody that they could actually train with and communicate with. AKC has a juniors program for those that it's like, it's like when I saw it, I was, at, I was doing confirmation. And I'm like, what are they doing over there? And it was agility. And I was at a show with my bull mastiff. Not the best agility breed. They do. <laughs> best. And I ran over there and I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they said, this is dog agility. And I went home and started Googling and searching it out for what is this dog agility thing? I want to do that. Mm -hmm. Go on the AKC website, search around, get involved with the juniors. And a lot of times the people I, I'm this, I think this is true that the people that do 4-H do know about AKC and the other venues, and they can help the juniors that want to keep involved, not just their 4-H projects, but they want to continue. Talk to whoever that you're working with, with your 4-H program. If they don't, if they don't participate, I bet, you know, they can get those juniors um, connected up with somebody that does to help them. We really do need to get the word out more because I st I'll still meet people and they're, they're like, you do what? Oh, I didn't know there was right. a program. And so, right. um, and like where I live, I've seen one junior, the first trial I went to, and I haven't seen any again. Now, a couple of the team members come down from Kentucky now and try mm -hmm. where I live. But it's like, we just need to, we need to keep on it. And mm -hmm. when, it, when a junior does show um, interest, to really foster that and to help them out. Yeah. 
just yeah. say, oh, you're a child, but to, um, and for the juniors to, you know, say, no, I'm really serious. Um, I want to do this. Um, and to talk to their parents, their parents can help, you know, with the Google searches or whatever um, for local agility uh, clubs. That's another good way mm -hmm. is find a club who's, who's in your area. Just go to a trial. Right. Have, have your parents, you know, say, I want to go to this trial and just start talk to the trial secretary, talk to people, not when they're right by the entrance or the exit with the dog, but when they're up in the stands or they're hanging out, just go up and say, you know, my name is so-and-so and I'm really interested in this sport. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, be, be a little forward, get out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and say, hey, I want to do this. Pretty much I can guarantee they're going to find somebody at a trial or a club that's going to say, hey, I can help you. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what needs to happen. And right. they can always call me or email me. Awesome. <laughs> that's great. I also wanted to ask you about, because this is something that became part of the team experience after we had been on it. Uh, Natalie had been on the team, I think, once or twice before this became a thing, is the, the USA team practice in the States. Yes. Now, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but tell, for those that don't know, tell us a little more about what it is, where it is, um, how long is it? Tell us a little bit about team practice. Okay. We're very lucky in that. Lori Michaels and Cassie Schmidt donate their facility, All-Star Dog Sports, um, in Blue Springs, Missouri. They totally give us the entire facility over Memorial Weekend, so that Saturday and Sunday. And we have a team practice from 9 to 5, 9 to 4 each day. We have food. We have music. For the most, most of the team members make it. Um, occasionally, mm -hmm. there'll be one or two that have exams. Um, or just can't get there. But for the most part, everybody shows up and that's where everybody meets. We get to meet each other and the parents get to meet the coaches, talk to us. We can talk to them. We do drills. We do short drills. We do, we run long courses. Um, I have a stack of maps that I've been collecting over the last month or so, a couple months of courses that to make designs for what I want to use at practice. And so it's where everybody can show their stuff, get some of the jitters out. We'll do lectures. We'll do talks like everybody sits around. That's been one of the most informative things is people just start asking questions and the juniors just take off with it and answer and the parents can ask any question. So it's a very informative weekend. Plus they get to um, play agility with their dogs. The week, the night before, we're really lucky in that Casa Canine Agility Club, they put on a UKI trial Friday night before our practice and donate all of the proceeds. Um, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, Ann Koenig and Casa Canine. And it's amazing. So a lot of the juniors will be able to make it um, and participate in that trial, um, which is very, very cool. So... So we get we have that one get together. If I'm out and about, like I'll say, is anybody going to be in this area of the country? And then try and get together with um, juniors and families at that point, which I've, I've been able to meet up with um, quite a few, actually. And then the juniors start getting together and visiting each other and training together. So, in a, so we have the on-site practice, um, you know, in person. 
And then I'll send out drills and skills, always saying, send us videos if you have a question. In the past, we've had um, agility instructors who have offered online courses, and they just sign up with that instructor. Um, This year, we're going to do a mental mental management, and I'm getting ready to post that um, to the um, team Facebook group. So we have somebody that has volunteered to, who has a master's in, in sports psychology, to do a mental management course for the kids which is huge. I mean, I think that's going to be really, really great because that's hard to get. And as a junior, I think that's very difficult for juniors to um, get involved in. So that's another way that we try and prepare them with the um, trainings. That's great. That's great. Um, Is there anything else that you'd like to add or you'd like to make sure people know about, about the team or about you or the coaching staff or anything? Not really. I mean, just pass the word. If you see a junior, be nice to them. I think, you know, I've heard stories. I haven't witnessed it where I live now about, you know, how some juniors are, you know, looked at. Um, I think people are, I think with this team, juniors at local trials are being looked at differently and they are getting more respect. And I've heard that from other people too, that, oh, wait, so-and-so's running. Do you know she's only 13 years old? And people stop and watch and clap for them, which I think is super cool. So just be nice to the juniors. Anybody who ever wants to know about the team that doesn't know, I'm always available, phone calls or greatdogsagility at gmail.com. You can email. Great. Keep passing the word because I don't know. You know, we always say we don't have any juniors, but yet. There are 24 on this team this year. Right. Uh, so, you know, they are out there. We just have to keep fostering them. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Thank well, so thank you Susan. for doing this. We're so glad to have you on. Like this has been, I say, I've been very, very excited about this. So I appreciate your time and just uh, excited that you're here. More than welcome. Thank you. All right, and here we have uh, we have three uh, juniors who are currently on the team here. Uh, ladies, if you want to introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, my name is Charlotte Gunby. I'm 16 years old, and I'm from Wisconsin. Great. Um, I'm great, Reagan great. Wallace. Um, I'm 16 years old, and I'm from Missouri. Awesome. And then? Um, I'm Maggie Hill. I'm 17, and I'm from California. Uh, so, uh, Charlotte, how long have you been doing agility? Um, I've been doing agility for about four years now i started right before i got archie and he's almost four gotcha and is i guess is archie your first dog yeah he's well my first agility dog i had a dog before him that i got as like a seven-year-old that i wanted to do agility with um but he was a little shih tzu mix and i was seven and did not have great commitment skills um so (laughs) i got into a lot of like training um and he was reactive so i worked a lot with like reactive dog training with him and trick dog training um but never quite made it to actual agility um but then one thing led to another um and my parents are actually both veterinarians and one of their clients does agility um and she offered me a dog to start running well her husband's dog um because she didn't want to run her husband's dog so i took that little dog for about six six ish months and learned how to train a Valhun that didn't really want to do agility, but we got somewhere. So it was an experience. Oh, 
uh, impressive a Valhoon. That's uh, that's definitely some commitment there for training. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, and so, Charlotte, is this your first time on the team, or is you repeating? Uh, this is my second time on the team. So I went to Finland last year. Oh, very cool! Very cool. Awesome. We'll get back to you here in a second. And Reagan, uh, this is your first year, right? Um. Yes. Oh, awesome. awesome. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get started in agility and uh, what dogs you have? Um, so I started agility in 2020. Um, and actually, like, I've grown up around dogs. My aunt works with a rescue. And so she did dock diving and she had a, like, foster dog his whole life. He could never get adopted. And so she did, like, search and rescue with him and all this other stuff. Um, and so she kind of got me into agility and I started taking classes with one of her foster dogs. And then she got Zeus into foster, um, which is my novice A dog. And he was just a mess. And so I did agility as an outlet for him. And then I wanted to take him for team last year, but just traveling with him would not have been good. So I got Kiwi over the summer to train. Um, and she's on the team with me this year. So Awesome, awesome. Uh, where'd Kiwi come from? Um, her owner lives over in Illinois. Um, and I was asking around at shows and stuff, and I posted on Facebook, and I had never met her. Um, and she's the sweetest person. And she was like, you can take Kiwi. Like, Kiwi's a great dog. And I used to compete with her, but I haven't competed with her since, like, 2020. And so next thing I know, Kiwi's now living with me, and I take her to classes and everything. And she's, like, my dog at this point. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, because I think that's a big thing for a lot of juniors is that not everybody's going to have access to you know a high drive dog right off the bat when they want to get started because sure maybe you find out about this when you're 16 but you only have a couple of years and trying to change your dog from ground up makes it very tough so be able to actually borrow somebody's dog like that that's that's super great to hear so, so maybe, uh, what about you um so i got started in agility about five years ago when I quit, I did competitive dance. And so I quit dance and then my family, we got a border collie who she, we started agility with her and I, I met um, an amazing person, Mackenzie Minto, who's on the team. Um, she got me connected, amazing person. She got me connected um, and then similar to Charlotte, Nira has a lot of reactivity and issues like that and she just she wasn't into it like I was into it um and so then Mackenzie being amazing again got me connected with my current trainer who had a retired 12 year old border collie um who I then ran with for about six months he taught me everything I knew nothing when I started with him and by the I mean the first time I ran with him, I was able to complete a full course because he was just one of those amazing dogs who just did everything I was lacking. And then I got connected with um, this person who had an Australian Shepherd who she couldn't always compete on the weekends because she has kids. And so she let me train with her dog and then compete with her dog. And then I was on the team with her, with Fu in 2020. We couldn't compete um, because of COVID, but it was still amazing to be on the team. And then I got my second border collie, Trivia, who was doing great in training, but unfortunately had a, well, she was born with some uh, spine issues. So she had to 
stop. And about that time I met that we had been in contact with this breeder who had a three-year-old dog returned to her because, and that's Breeze, who I'm now on the team with her owner, um, unfortunately had some health issues and just could no longer take care of Breeze. So I, I got Breeze uh, about a year and a half ago and she's amazing. And yeah, I've been training with her since. And she's my ours. That's awesome. That That is really awesome. I think uh, Maggie and Charlotte, I think I've met you guys both while I was judging the UKI uh, what, a couple of months ago. Uh, actually, only a month ago, actually. So it was nice to actually get to see you guys actually uh, work your stuff actually in person there and actually get to watch you guys handle some of my courses there. So, and I know Charlotte, I know you got to run uh, Kyber for me. So that was actually fun. I never actually let anybody run him before. So uh, happy to actually get to watch him from, <laughs> from a third party perspective. So that was awesome. Uh, yeah, that was super cool. <laughs> uh, so I guess uh, this is something much bigger than what you're going to see in the United States locally, you know, outside of going to nationals or even going to EO tryouts there. What do you guys do to prepare for something like this? Because this is not something you're going to see in your everyday courses. This is not going to be something you're going to see from a uh, competition level or the pressure level. How do you guys prepare for something like this? Um, I guess with me, um, I like to study like the judges course maps. Um, Maggie has been super helpful in this because she has mass documents from <laughs> all of the judges from this year. Um, so we have just like PDFs full of courses. Um, and I have really great connections at my local facility. So oftentimes I'll like send the owner of the facility a bunch of courses and she'll set them up as weekly courses so I can train on them. Um, and I try my best to like focus on all of those international skills because that's the kind of coursework like that's why I tried out for the team I really like the international coursework the international course design I find it really fun so training those skills is not an issue for me because I really enjoy it um so working those like international skills and then getting to put them in coursework um every once in a while when I get the opportunity Reagan what about you um so we have a lot of AKC where I live, and that's pretty much it. Um, and so I've been doing a lot, like, I'm on the PDFs with all the course maps, and so I set up small sequences of things that the judges have. Um, I got to work with Enya and um, Anna, I don't even know how to say last name. So Anna Hines? Yes. Um, <laughs> actually, I met Natalie there um, a couple oh, yeah. weeks ago, and that gave me a lot of training ideas. Um, and just like constantly like pushing myself to train and like keep working on things that are hard for us to do. Um, because I don't know, I really enjoy training international skills. Um, it's a lot of fun for me. Kiwi loves it. She does not like tight courses a lot. Um, she gets really demotivated. And so we've been just like working on different lines and stuff and a lot of things that we see from the judges, just like common trends. I have, I have to agree with Kiwi. Kiwi. I, don't I don't like, like tight courses either. She just, she just looks at me and she's like, you really think I'm going to keep doing these pinwheels? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Maggie, what about you? What are you, uh, what are you doing to prepare for this? Um, so yeah, kind of similar to both Charlotte and Reagan. I've been looking at a lot of course maps and then setting up smaller pieces of them. 
um, just to train the individual skills. Cause then I, with Breeze, she, she needs to have like a strong, like all dogs really, she needs to have a strong understanding of the individual skills. And that makes it so much easier to run long courses. Cause she's, she's very border collie in that she will run whatever I want her to do until she can't <laughs> run anymore. So to try and save her joints and stuff, because, you know, she, she would do it for me. She would run herself into the ground. Um, I set up small, small pieces of it. So then about once a week when I have like training with my trainer, we can then go and do a full course. It's like we don't do full courses that often, um, which has just worked really great for her. And yeah, so just the individual international skills. And then like last year, as we got started getting closer, we would set up huge courses um, at a huge park in Santa Barbara and just run those start to finish. Whatever happens in the middle, just try and save it and then just get through it. And then after go back and clean up the individual skills within the big course. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, doing full coursework, while it's great once in a while to really put yourself in the moment the entire time, that's fine. But it definitely wears dogs out very quickly because those aren't your typical AKC courses where we're talking, you know, this my courses, it's 185 yards maxed out and 25 foot between obstacles. You know, you're talking 250 to 300 yards for those types of courses. So trying to run and actually train on those full time that takes a lot of wear and tear on a dog. So yeah, doing those short exercises like that are almost more beneficial than actually trying to run full courses. Um, so those of you guys have been on teams uh, prior to this, what's your been your favorite memories as far as uh, going over there, preparing for the flights? I mean, the stress levels of trying to get over there, I'm sure is immense for you guys because any little thing can go wrong and, you're out the entire trip there. Um, so Charlotte, what about you? What, what kind of memories do you have from coming over there? Um, oddly enough, one of my favorite memories, like team related memories has been um, both times. It's been timed out really well that I've actually been able to like tell my instructor in person, like before she sees the team announcement, which has been a really special, special moment, both times of just like in a back corner, whispering it to her. Um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that in itself like made making team worth it because she's been with me like the whole entire time since I was what like 11 years old with this little Val hund that couldn't really function um like <laughs> she's, she's literally trained me from the ground up I'm like her agility child at this point and so getting to go through all of that with her last year was really special and again this year um and oddly enough, well, overseas last year, probably my favorite moment was we had our very last run of the event actually was our only clean run. And it was a run where like literally nobody ran clean on that course. Um, it was, I actually like cried the second he took the finish jump. Like it was the most special moment I've ever had. Like Archie was like, where's my tug toy? I would like to go have a party. And he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> He was so confused and it was, it was a funny moment because I was really emotional and I was really excited. And then Archie was just like, this lady has issues right now. I just didn't. <laughs> um, and yeah, so getting to do all of that 
like the clean run run was a definitely highlight, but also traveling with him was just so fun. Like getting to experience like going overseas period is such like a cool feeling. Like you never think you're going to go to Finland or you're going to go to the Netherlands or you're going to end up in England. Like you never think you're going to do that as a 16 year old kid. And to do that with a dog that I've poured my heart and soul into and just, I experience life with him on an everyday basis and he makes life so much better and getting to include him in all of those experiences has been really cool. Like he means my whole entire world. So getting to do all of the stuff with him has been just so cool to me of like, I get to go to Europe, but also I get to go to Europe with my dog um, and getting to share all of those moments with him has been just super special. Right. I want to touch back on your, uh, your one clean run where Archie was like, just getting my toy. Yeah, it just goes to show you that, you know, it's to them. Dogs are just playing. It, it doesn't matter, you know, how your feelings are at the end of the day, whether it's a bad run, good run, clean run over all the way over in Europe, your first time ever. And believe me, I, I get the whole emotional rec, uh, roller coaster because uh, Kyber had his first clean run at uh, EOTT, his first time there, last run. And yeah, I mean, I almost cried. I mean, how I'm a 35 year old guy here and I cried a little bit because first time I think my uh, four and a half year old dog after a major, uh, major injury and he does that and I totally get it. But you know what? He didn't care one bit. He's like, where's my toy? I want to tug. I don't care about you know what you want. I want what I want. So yeah, it just goes to show you, you know, dogs truly don't care you know what you want for as far as agility goes it's to them it's still just playing the game at the end of the day yeah. uh, well reagan um what are you excited about because this is your first time going here and i'm sure you have all kinds of questions of what's coming up because this is your first big experience so uh tell us what what are you excited about what are you looking, looking forward, forward to, to? Um, I'm just looking forward to, like, the event as a whole. Um, we're actually traveling with Charlotte, so I'm super excited to just be able to, like, hang out with other juniors and stuff like that. Um, and I really like to, like, sightsee and stuff, so we're gonna spend a few days, like, just looking around, which is super cool to me. Um, and spending time with Kiwi, she's a great dog. I've only had her for eight months now, um, and it's just really cool to, like, go places with her and do things with her. She's, like, a super neat dog and I didn't think I'd get this experience I didn't think anybody would offer me a dog um and the fact somebody did I'm so grateful for it and I just want to see everything and run courses with her and just have fun like I'm not going in with super high expectations Uh, yeah I mean I think for your first time going over there to set yourself up for success is to not go over there going, I'm going to kill everything over there to go over the realistic expectation. Cause that is a high pressure event. I can only imagine trying to get a get prepped for that one and really, truly be prepared to go over there and meet the challenges over there. Cause there's nothing like you've seen here in St. Louis for agility. I mean, even the courses that I've thrown down in St. Louis, I still can't even come up close to what you, uh, what, the uh, Europeans come up with this because I'm restricted to a to a degree of what I can actually put together. Plus, I have to remember not everybody's going for uh, the European agility there, so I have to keep everybody else in mind too at the same time. Uh, but Maggie, so Maggie, you said this is your second time coming back to the team. Yeah, this is my second year competing. Awesome. So, what are you what are you looking forward to going back to going to see, or what do you look? What were your favorite memories the first time over there? Um, okay, so my favorite memories, well, okay, so 
I also had one clean run like Charlotte and touching on her clean run really quick. I ran directly after her. Like we were waiting for probably 30 minutes together talking about the course and a bunch of random stuff. We gave Archie three nicknames that we still use daily. Um, (laughs) And so, um, yeah, I ran directly after her and I watched her have gorgeous run and I mean, I really wanted to clap and scream for her, but Breeze hates sounds like that. So I just had to be like, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll go congratulate her after. And then as soon as I was done running, I ran. I, I don't even know where I found her, but I found her somewhere and we just hugged like instantly. Like, I don't know why, but we did. Like, I didn't say, can I give you a hug? She didn't say, can I give you, like, we just knew the other one was going to hug each other. So we did. <laughs> and that was a highlight. But also, so my clean run, unlike Charlotte, was the first day. It was my first run, and it was team jumpers. And we were one of the, we were the last USA team. I was the last dog for USA, I think, that day. And I was the fourth person on our team, and we had had two clean runs and one gorgeous run, but unfortunate elimination. And so I I went in and I was able to pull out a clean run, mostly due to Breeze, because I was kind of a hot mess a bit with nerves. Um, <laughs> she totally covered me. And then after, uh, Coach Susan and Coach Deb and Debbie and all three of my teammates were there. And we just had a huge celebration and Breeze was so happy because she got her toy. She didn't like getting the microchip stand, but she lived because um, she got treats and a toy. And so... <laughs> That was such a huge highlight to just, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I think I had more pressure on myself than my teammates had on me. Um, So to just be able to pull through for my amazing teammates was, was really cool. And yeah, so that was a highlight. And then I met some really awesome people from other countries who some of them I still talk to daily, I think. And so I'm, they're going to be there this year, and I'm really excited to see them all again and hang out with them. And so, yeah. That's awesome. You know, that's great that you get to make those international friends because otherwise, I mean, sure, you might run across them on Facebook happenstance, but to be able to actually meet them in person, build that friendship and that relationship and be able to get to carry that with you for life. That's that is awesome to be able to do that. And I'm sure you guys share jerseys. Yeah. Um, I shared jerseys with someone in Germany who I talked to a lot. Um, probably uh, this girl in Poland who I talked to daily. I think we shared a few toys because we met right at the end. And we, we realized that I was getting a puppy and she knew the breeder and then she got a puppy related to my puppy. And so it was just, we had this random, wait, we have relatives moment. And then we've just talked every day since. So we traded toys and then like I traded a jersey with this person from France and like Coach Susan was talking about earlier, she didn't speak English and I don't speak that good of French. So we used Google Translator because we didn't, <laughs> we didn't think the jerseys were going to fit. So then I typed in to the translator. I was like, do you want to try them on? And so then she, she was like, sure. So we did. And then they fit. Um, yeah, it worked out well. 
<laughs> Thank God for modern technology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. So uh, once you guys get back from Europe, what exactly are your goals? Like, what are your goals for the rest of the year? Are you guys planning on going to – actually, first, is anybody actually planning on going to world team tryouts here coming up uh, first week of May? You're going to go um, awesome break. Awesome. I'm running White Dog with Kiwi. Oh, cool. cool. Great. Sure. Maggie, you guys coming? No, unfortunately. We have ISC up here. Um, it's Lucky our you. only, yeah, it's our first ISC, like actual ISC trial. Nice. Very nice. Maggie, you coming over for a world team this year? No, unfortunately not this year. Gotcha. Um, anybody going to the European open tryouts this year? No. Okay. All right. Well, um, so, <laughs> uh, what goals do you guys have, uh, coming up after you guys get back from England there, uh, are you guys locally or internationally, nationally? What what you guys have coming up for the rest of this year? Um, for me, I'm doing um, Sino Sports and then the U.S. Open. Um, Reagan really wants me to go to Junior Agility Championships, um, but I may or may not go. I don't know. I don't know if I can go down to Florida in like a three month span twice. Oh, but- you're talking about uh, right before the Invitationals. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would yeah. be fun. So I'll, um, I'll at least be at Sino and the Open. So doing those two big events and then training and hopefully trying out again for my last okay. year. Are you uh, Are you going to put Archie in for WAO this year for tryouts? Um, undecided, potentially. Okay. Okay. Uh, so between the Open and Sino Sports, which one do you like better? Because I've been to both. It's been a long time since I've done Sino Sports. Last year for me was the Open, and I have fallen in love with the Open at this point. It's now my it is on my calendar. I'm not missing it unless another hurricane comes on, comes through and wipes it out. <laughs> um, I haven't done the Open yet. I really liked Sino. I did it last year, but the Open seems really fun, and I have – I have a lot more UKI friends than I do even like AKE or USDA friends. A lot of my people are UKI people. So I'm really excited for the open. I was going to go last year and then last minute couldn't. So I was really sad last year that I couldn't go. But this year I'm really, really excited because I think it will be my favorite event. I'm expecting it to be the best event. It's definitely a marathon. It's not a, uh, it's definitely not a sprint. It is a long, long week, but it is so worth it and so much fun there. Uh, Reagan, what about you? Uh, what are your plans after you come back from uh, from uh, the junior team? Um, so I'm not 100 percent sure. There's a chance I'll have an invitational spot with my Kelpie. Um, nice. So if I do, I'll probably make the trip. Um, her owner also always. I'm sure she'll get another invitational spot, so I'll probably go with her <laughs> and her other Kelpie. Um, if not, I want to make it to the open, but with school and everything, it's going to be a challenge I was going to go last year but then couldn't last minute so I don't know I'm trying to figure it all out my novice a dog's getting closer to retirement so he doesn't really like the big show so just like keep doing little shows with him letting him have fun he's down at preferred now and he's loving it so just let him keep having fun and Kiwi keep having fun and I'm not going to set a ton of huge goals just because things don't always work out but just having fun with my dogs is my main goal right now 
Awesome. Awesome. Maggie, what about you? What do you got coming for after you get back from uh, from juniors? Um, so with dreams, I think I'll be doing both the opens again. Um, and I'm really excited for both of them because I mean, I'm in California. So I went to the West Coast Open last year and it was a lot of fun. Um, and then I've been able to go to the US Open twice. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a marathon. Um, <laughs> last year was eventful with the hurricane. Uh, indeed so that's basically it for breeze i don't anticipate her having any more international competitions after this one just with she's getting up there in age and i'll be going to college as well and then hopefully my puppy will be getting ready to compete by the end of this year early next year so i think she'll be most of my goals after after england very nice no, that's awesome. It's also, you guys got a lot of things coming up for the year here, so that's good. I wish you guys good luck there. Maybe I'll see you guys down in Florida here soon. I'm at least a couple of you in Tennessee uh, coming up in the fall for Sino Sports. Um, so let's start with you, Charlotte. When you guys started in this, what would you, what advice would you impart upon other kids, uh, other teens who are wanting to get involved in this level of agility because this is you know this is not something you just go i want to go do this you have to have at least some motivation to do it like how do you get involved in this um my biggest advice is always to find good people um you don't need a good dog you need to find good people and have a very good support system because i will say that's the only thing that has kept me going that's the only reason i even tried out for team um i've been lucky enough to have so many people around me that are just willing to give whatever it takes for me to have success like my parents shauna stacy like i have all these people around me that are just willing to do whatever they can to help me achieve my goals. Um, and most of my goals, they help me set because I struggle to set goals. Um, so yeah, finding good people to have that sort of support system. So starting classes, finding a trainer who you really connect with and then pursuing a good relationship. And it can be hard like as a kid to pursue a relationship with adults of being like, actually making legitimate friends, even if they're adults can sometimes be a little bit tricky. But once you find the right people that you kind of click with, um, it actually becomes really easy of most of my agility friends are actually adults. Um, but <laughs> you know what, we we connect just as well as like, I have a couple like junior friends like Reagan and Maggie and Mia, like I have a couple really good junior friends. So making friends in both like the junior community. Um, and you'll find like the junior community is usually really encouraging. Um, and then again, finding good people around you. So clubs, local facilities, it all, once you have that support system in place, you can basically conquer the world. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. Shauna and Stacy, those are good people. I, I love Shauna. I talk to her all the time and yeah, she is, she is a phenomenal person and regularly, uh, Finley is, she's amazing too. I, I've known hers for at least the last five years. Uh, she is, she's a great person as well. Yeah. Well, and I want to interject something really quick as a former junior mom. My kid is no longer a junior, but I hope you people are listening to these, these young ladies and what they're saying. These are mature people like Susan touched on earlier. These are serious competitors and 
sometimes it can be hard for instructors to want to work with juniors. They're not sure if they're serious. They're not sure. These are, these are dog trainers and these are competitors and don't sell them short because they aren't old enough to vote yet. I mean, these, these are serious people. So I hope when you guys are listening that you're listening to what these young ladies are saying, because they are mature, they have goals, they're working towards it, you know, give them the time of day because they're worth it. Absolutely. Um, so Maggie, what about you? Um, what advice do you have? I mean, Charlotte basically stole my answer completely. <laughs> um, <but> yeah. <laughs> um, find the people who will support you. Like I found Mackenzie right after I got my first border collie and then she she was actually about to leave for the same competition in like two weeks the first time I met her and then she told me about the team right off the bat so it's like I want that as a goal so she set me up with people who could help me achieve that goal and I mean like Charlotte almost all of my agility friends are adults and like I've known them since I was 12 and like they never treated me like I was a kid like they they to a degree they would but they treated me with the same respect that they treated each other. And I think that was very helpful for me being a 12 year old kid in a group class with a bunch of adults to be treated like them. Um, it was like, it, it, it was encouraging because if I had been treated like a child, you know, it, it just, I don't know. It, I don't think it would have worked as well. So my my agility friends uh they yeah just you got to find the people like that you click with and that'll help you get where you want to get um and yeah just don't don't give up like i had two dogs who both couldn't do agility and now i have an amazing two amazing dogs one who's competing and one puppy so things don't life doesn't go as planned like ever there are there will be wrenches thrown at every single turn. So just stick with it. Find your people who you will support you, you can rant to, who will lift you off the ground. Literally, I've been lifted off the ground as I've fallen many times. Um, and yeah, and just have fun. It's, it's really incredible no, to get awesome. to do this. And Reagan, I kind of held off on you for a second here because I think you do have the most unique situation of the three of you because you're, it's not really your dog, dog you're, you're borrowing that. But, but how, how do you, do you I, guess, I guess, what kind of advice, advice do you have, have for somebody, somebody who's even in your, your position? position? How do you, how do you, how do you go, how about, you go that? about that? Um, well, I think like making connections, like everything you do, you're making connections in the dog world. Like, I know people that I met one time that like, I met somebody at World Team Tryouts last year because I ran FEO. And she came up to me at a seminar a couple of weeks ago and was like, oh, I remember you and stuff. And like people like notice what you do. And if you are like, I want to be like kind to people and be friendly and like make connections because those connections are going to help you in the future. Um, Kelsey trusted me with her dog and she's literally been like the nicest person in the dog community. Um, and I ended up taking a four month break from agility before I got Kiwi. And after I met Kelsey again, I was like, I never left. And like, she introduced me to people and like Maggie and Charlotte, both of my, or most of my agility friends are adults too. Um, because there's not that many kids. Um, 
and just like being friendly to people um and making connections but like mainly being nice because you're not you're competing against other people but at the same time you're one of I don't know how to say this but like you're you're competing against other people but ultimately it's up to you and your dog and you want to keep pushing yourself to be better and in return like I don't know what I'm saying at this point (laughs) (laughs) but um I don't know Well, yeah, I do appreciate all the words of wisdom you guys gave because I think that is a lot of good advice, especially for kids. Because this is this is definitely a big uh, endeavor and something big to take on because it's not like we're just traveling from state to state. I mean, there's so much work that goes into, so much preparation that goes into get ready to go to Europe to go compete because that's just it is such a monumental task. And so I definitely applaud all of you guys taking on this kind of a task and. Hopefully one day maybe I might get to go there uh, with my boys. But um, for the meantime, because I know this is all self-funded. I mean, you guys get some money here and there. But what are you guys doing for fundraisers, Charlotte? What are, what are you up to? Um, so in terms of my fundraising, I right now I'm hand-making a bunch of tug toys, which was probably an overcommitment on my part. But that's okay. <laughs> um, I have tug toy stickers and then soon I'll have t-shirts out. I'm still working on developing them, but they're, they're almost there. I've had a lot of people asking me about those. Um, and then I'm going to, I have a run through that's about to be announced. So secret top secret info on that. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have a run through event um, going on. And then I have a couple trials that I'm planning to be at with probably some raffle baskets and stuff like that. So for local people, um, I have a couple trials where I've gotten tables. So just fundraising with my local, local group of amazing people. Awesome. Awesome. And definitely when you get your t-shirt link up, uh, give it to us and we'll post it as well. Make sure that that goes uh, public also and help you out there. Reagan, what about you? What are you doing for fundraising? Um, I'm planning on, I, I've had requests for t-shirts, um, especially from Kelpie people. Um, so t-shirts, stickers, um, I'm hoping to set up some run-throughs. I'm trying to talk to some people, but like finding times because there's competitions here every weekend has been yep, yep. a challenge. Um, and also I'm planning on coming to some trials and doing some fundraising, but it's just, I'm trying to, I don't know, balance it all. And mainly, I don't even know at this point, <laughs> it's, there's a lot to do, um, but we'll figure it out. We'll get there. <laughs> Well, definitely the same thing. Once you get that T-shirt link, please send it to us, and we will get that posted up there for you as well. Uh, Maggie, what are you doing? Um, right now, I'm still kind of figuring out what I'm going to do. I don't have any solid plans yet, but um, just everyone follow Debbie Dubay because she, the team fundraising is amazing, and uh, there will be an auction from the team later this year. I don't know the exact dates, I think in May. Um, so check that out when it's up. Awesome. Well, uh, Mary, did you have anything you wanted to add tonight? Yeah, I did want to ask you girls one thing. Um, so talking about, and I think Reagan talked a little bit about balance. So here, one of the challenges you guys all have is you're all in school. You're all trying to do agility. How do you balance that? How do you find time to train agility with, going to school, maybe extracurricular activities or jobs or anything like that. Like, how are you guys finding time throughout the year to train your dogs? 
that's a really good question that I don't really have an answer for. Um, because so I'm, I'm a little lucky because I've actually always been homeschooled. So I do school online. So I have a little bit more of a flexible schedule. Um, but I do also like I work a job and I instruct agility at our facility. And I have all of my family craziness going on. So usually with actually instructing has been a blessing in disguise because that forces me to be in the agility building at least like once or twice a week. So I have my weekly class that is carved out time for me to train my dog. And then I train my dog whenever I go in to instruct. Um, And then besides that, I have a little bit of space at our house to do like little skills and drills when I have time, or I focus a lot on like fitness and just engagement drills. Um, because I'm a big believer in less is more in the terms of like agility training, like running your dogs into the ground is not um, necessary. So like, if I go to my facility, to maybe three times a week, like, that's enough agility training, as long as we're doing fitness, um, and hiking and doing other things and building muscle mass. Um, so doing like little, little skills and drills at home, working on homework, um, and then training two, three days a week, um, maximum. So that way I, I force myself to balance it because I do run out of time. So a lot of like this year, I've ended up having to quit doing like I used to do competitive speech and debate and like a lot of other crazy things that eventually I was like, I love my dog more than I love speech and debate. So that's what that's what everyone in speech and debate has heard from my family over the last year when I don't show up to events. They're just like, oh, yeah, she likes she likes her dog more than she likes you. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah, um, it definitely has become a big priority um, and having to prioritize it of like my priority list goes school because my mom puts that right there. Um, and then doing work and agility. Um, having my license has also helped because then I can dictate my own schedule a little bit. Right. So I drive myself everywhere and I feel like I'm barely home because um, I'm always running around a little bit, but it's right. a good, it's a good kind of busy um, because I'm getting to do what I love right. and investing the time is always worth it at the end I'm of the cool. day. Absolutely. Reagan, how about you? How do you balance everything? Um, so I'm still in so it's um, a lot. Um, I also work a job now. I got a job a couple a month ago. So I just find time to train my dogs. Like I get home from work, I train my dogs for five minutes. Um, before school, I've gotten up a couple times and trained my dogs at four thirty in the morning. Um, but a lot of it is finding time. My dogs get a lot of off days. Um, I also love to hike, and I think you can do a lot with agility that's not on the obstacles, like Charlotte said. I think less is more. And so, like, if I'm hiking, I'll put my dogs in a sit-stay and run out and lead out and, like, work start lines and just other things like that. It also builds stamina a lot. So, like, balancing things I like to do along with my dogs. Um, And then they haven't been getting trained as much as I used to with my life picking up. But I think that less is more and they have the solid foundations that I'm building up more. And then it shows on the coursework because like, I don't want to run my dogs into the ground, like Charlotte said. So I think it's okay as long as you balance out what you're doing and these small drills and stuff that just don't take up much time are just as beneficial. Great. Maggie, how about you? Um, so kind of similar to Charlotte, 
I've I do like an online it's like in person but online it's the same it's weird I do a weird type of schooling that no one's ever heard of um for the past like year and a <laughs> half so um I'm lucky that I get like Thursdays I'm out at the place where I train all day and I watch my amazing trainer train other people and I get insight from her throughout the day and my dogs get to run around and they have a the best time there Thursdays are for sure their favorite day um and then I'm last so I get to see everyone and look at the courses and then I get to run the courses with my dogs um but like coming from a competitive dance background where I was in a regular school at that point and dancing about like 20-ish hours a week in elementary and middle school you it, it takes a lot of prioritizing like both Charlotte and Reagan said like I would have to prioritize okay do homework in the car because at that point I couldn't drive so always do homework in the car on the weekends if I had an off day from dance it was okay either do homework or spend time with friends but if I don't do homework then I have to do more homework after dance when I was tired so you just have to like be like lay everything out um, and obviously make time for what you love because that's the most important. Um, and then what I like to do with my dogs is just go for hikes, go to the beach or anything. And like, even if I'm not, like I do what both of them do, where I will put them in a stay and run away and work on distracting lead outs with stays and stuff, but also just bonding with them. I think transfers over so much to the agility field like breeze who i got when she was three it we took a while to form a bond and once we formed that bond our results on what we could do and what we could how we could interact while running courses improved dramatically just because she knew she could read me better and i could read her better and there was a mutual trust of she trusts me not to put her in a bad position and I trust her to do what she needs to do to finish the course. So I think just even if you can't like train your, like do a full training session, just take your dog for a walk or something and bond with them or sit on a couch. And if you need, if you just need a moment to chill, watch a TV show and have your dog next to you and bond. Cause that's, I mean, that's really how I spend most of my time, just sitting with my dogs. Like, they'll be next to me and I'm doing <laughs> homework. They'll come to school with me when I'm online school because I'll do it in my room and they'll sit right next to me. Um, or if I'm in, like, I bring them in the car with me. They just really just bond with your dog. It's, like, I think the most important. That's awesome. That's great. Well, uh, again, once you guys get your links uh, sent in, uh, send them to us, and we will get those posted for you. But thank you, ladies, so much for spending us uh, spending with us the last hour. We do appreciate, and we wish you guys the best of luck over in Europe. And Susan, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for coming on and giving us a lot of ins insight from the adult perspective and managing the team because I know that is a big endeavor on your part, Debbie's part, and Deb's part. It's tricky, isn't it? <laughs> it, is, it is. I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I mean, these three are an example of what the team is. They're just fabulous young people. You guys are so cool. 
Awesome. Well, you ladies have a great night. Good luck over in Europe, and we'll be rooting for you here in the next few months. Thank you. Yeah, great. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, guys. Thank you.